Now, Bob Elliott and Ray Goulding present the CBS Radio Network. Those of you who have been writing, uh, that is a banjo that you hear, and the song is My Baby's Coming Home. It's uh, our new theme. It was adopted it kind of penned by the good Sherman Feller. And here we are, the Bob and Ray Show, as the good announcer said, uh, there, we are two zanies of many characters. Thank you for that very kind announcement. And please change it. Yeah, any one of these years. Uh, this is the B&R Show, as we call it up at headquarters. And this is our custom early in each month. We present our Good Neighbor Award. <laughs> October 1959, Bob and Ray are pretty pleased and proud uh, to present today our Good Neighbor Award to Mrs. Lucy L. Pedelford of Cape Cod. I believe Brewster, Massachusetts, Miss Pedelford, is that right? That's right. And uh, would you tell us uh, just why you were selected from among all of the other entrants in the monthly competition as Best Neighbor? Yes, on Halloween, uh, recently, I have, well, first of all, I have this house in Brewster, and uh, I have a sign, two signs. The one is right at the uh, start of my front walk. Yes. It says, uh, peddlers uh, are not uh, welcomed. No peddlers. No peddlers. And then another sign. And then another sign halfway up the front walk says no uh, no beggars. And you're and on the porch, a sign that says both. No peddling, no soliciting, no begging. That seems to... on the front door. Seems to cover the problem quite nicely. And right on the brass knocker, it says scram. So that you're not troubled with uh, people, people bothering you. solicitors and salesmen and the like. And I understand, uh, Lucy, if I may call you that, that these signs have been up there for a number of years. They're almost a landmark to the people right, in the area. All right, Fanny, if I may call you that. I prefer you use Mr. Elliott, if you will. All right. Mr. Delford. And what was it that you did on Halloween, which at the very last minute made you our selectee? For the month of October. You got eight us under the wire, didn't you? And must have been for a very good reason. Yes, it was. On Halloween, uh, there were two boys and a girl. Uh, about ten years old, I'd estimate. Yes. Came up and they they rang the doorbell and... Uh, they disregarded the signs, no soliciting. No begging. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I notified the police. Well, I opened the door and they said, uh, trick or treat to me. The usual Halloween expression, yes. So I said, just wait there, children. And uh, I went in and dialed you the police. had them stand outside while yes. you went inside and dialed. Dialed the police. Mm-hmm. So then the, the police car came up and uh, put the pinch on them and ran them down to headquarters there in Brewster. Wonderful. And I sense we're getting to the crux of our story of... Well, my conscience started to bother me about 10 minutes to 12, of course 10 did. minutes before night court starts there in Brewster. And so I called the cab company, because I don't own my own automobile. Yes. 
And uh, they, I, I asked for a cab to come up to my house, pick me up, and take me down to night court. You went down to night court. 60-cent cab ride. And you paid that yourself? Yes. Uh, and I went in and I begged the judge, please, to give them a light sentence. And the judge uh, agreed with you? He did. He gave them a very light sentence. And uh, all was well again. Yes. And so to you, Mr. Luciel Pedelford, a very warm thank you and uh, a very big welcome to come back here again. At any time in the future, you'll become a good neighbor if you're selected by your neighbors there in Brewster or any of your friends or relatives. Thank you, Fanny. You've done a great turn, Mr. Elliott. You've done a wonderful turn, and I'm sure you won't be forgotten in a hurry. Hi, partners. I'm going to explain the difference between ordinary stereo phonographs and Columbia Stereo One. Listen to it all well on ordinary stereo. Now listen to it on Columbia Stereo One. Man, there's a real thousand barrel a day sound. The difference is Columbia's stupendous stereo projection, not just a couple of speakers shooting in different directions. Columbia gives you the real thing, fills every inch of the room with all the sound and feeling of a live performance. And I mean a Texas-sized room. Man, ain't that the prettiest money-making sound? I mean, uh, get down to your Columbia phonograph dealer and ask. Demand to hear Stereo One by Columbia. Why, they start as low as $39.95 for portables, $129.95 for consoles. Somebody count that well, we're losing a fortune. Welcome to The Spoken Phrase. Stay with us as our regular panelist, Dr. Winston Mayhew of Midlands University. Dr. Mayhew? I'm just having a glass of water. Hello, everybody. Professor E.J. Benson of the Edwards School of Mines. How do you do? And book publisher Norman Stratton. Hello. Attempt to track down phrases that have fallen into disuse, and also phrases that are in current usage, and some phrases that are used now and then. First, a Mrs. Martha Emmons has written us, and she wants to know how the phrase, he went a-reeling, got started. Uh, who'd like to uh, start things off here? Oh, well, I think uh, I'd like to take a crack at that, if I may. All right, Dr. Winston Mayhew of Midlands University. Uh... Now, what was the phrase again? Uh, the phrase sent in by Mrs. Emmons is, he went a-reeling. I see. Well, we all know what he is. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, yes, we know what that is. Quite an unaccustomed problem. Well, we're all in agreement as to what he means. Now, the balance of the phrase... Uh, yes, of course. Uh, suppose we skip the word went uh, for now. Well, I don't I think... Know, uh, that did happen. Maybe, uh, uh, no, I think probably the way to get this phrase would be to take it in proper sequence. Up to him. All right, uh, Doctor, for the moment we'll skip the word went. Thank you. Uh, you'll see what I'm getting at in a moment. Well, I hope so. I hope you know what you're doing. Uh, I, I do think, though, you're taking a lot of license in this case. Uh, go ahead, Doctor, if you will. All right, well, now that leaves us with, uh, with a reeling. Now, a reeling suggests to me uh, a temporary state of disorientation, a man disoriented, a state uh, whereby a man is sent a reeling by a blow or a clout, or merely a push. I see. 
Well, I think the good doctor's being a purist there. To me, a reeling implies a euphoric state. Such as the heady dizziness experienced when one dances the reel. Is that what you mean, Professor? Uh, yes. A man not caring. man yes. dancing. Yes. Freedom from the conventional walk. A temporary falling away from his senses. A state of, uh, of elation. One experiences when he doesn't have to walk, but dances instead. Yes. I'd say uh, that it means, and literally... Man, a reeling, a moving away from the binding restriction of having to walk normally. Well, if I might add a word here, I don't believe uh, what you said at all. I don't believe it either. Uh, go ahead, uh, all right. book publisher. All right, well, uh, now, if you remember your history books, you'll find the phrase, he went a reeling, a very prominent one, when jousting matches are described. And that goes back as far as the 11th century, doesn't it, Mr. Stratton? Yes. Uh, Reeling uh, describes what happened to a man when he was jostled or, or jousted off a horse. Yes. Uh, pushed off with a stick, so to speak. In those days, uh, you could walk about a jousting area, and it was quite common to hear someone say, Well, he certainly went a reeling. And so, Mrs. Martha Emmons, the earliest reference we can find on he went a reeling is the usage of the phrase around the jousting area. But I think we're all in agreement here that the phrase used contemporarily to mean anything, as long as someone is center-reeling with a stick. And thank you, gentlemen, for being with us today on The Spoken Phrase. Meet star Stuart Irwin. Nothing's worse for an actor than a nasty cold. To feel better quickly, I take wonderful four-way cold tablets. A fast way to relieve cold distress. Right. Tests of all the leading cold tablets proved four-way fastest acting. Four-way starts in minutes to relieve muscular pains, headache, reduce fever, calm upset stomach, also overcomes irregularity. Take my advice. For your next cold, take four-way cold tablets. The fast way to relieve those cold miseries. Four-way, only 29 cents. Our program will continue in a moment after a word about another fine product of Grove Laboratories. Had dandruff for years? Now get rid of it in three minutes with Fitch Dandruff Remover Shampoo. Three minutes with Fitch regularly is guaranteed to keep unsightly dandruff away forever. Apply Fitch before wetting hair. Rub in one minute. Add water. Lather one minute. Then rinse one minute. Every trace of dandruff goes down the drain. Three minutes with Fitch embarrassing dandruff's gone. Fitch can also leave hair up to 35% brighter. Get Fitch Dandruff Remover Shampoo today. Our guest today is another person who's read and become interested in a magazine advertisement. She's Miss Pauline Smelt of Axelrod, Montana. Excuse me, Mr. Elliott. My name is Smell. Smell. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, embarrasses me. Who wants to be named after a kid? Well, once more, if you'll forgive the error, Miss Mel. Will you tell our listeners which magazine advertisement you paid attention to? Uh, well, this particular advertisement said that flying a plane was easy, and I was a fool not to think so. Uh-huh. And the picture showed an old lady looking skyward, almost like a picture of Lucky Lindy scanning the blue ethereal sky. And uh, you went for it, Miss Mel? Well, the picture of the old lady was at the top of the advertisement. 
Then there was another picture of her at the bottom after she'd soloed. Yeah, there was a good deal of difference, I guess. Oh, and now she had a pair of wings pinned on her smock, and she was shooting the breeze with a couple of flyboys around the airport. Well, that convinced Did me. you buy an airplane, Miss Mel? Well, first I took advantage of their offer of free trial lessons. Were you given a, a flying instruction then, huh? Well, not on the first day, no. You see, the advertisement said the plane flies itself. Yeah. So I asked the instructor to demonstrate that part of it to me. Well, I guess because you were a prospective customer, you had to. That's right. right. Well, they started the motor, and the plane took off by itself, but then the plane got to veering about this way and that way, and finally it crashed in the wheat field. Did your instructor get angry at that, Miss Well, he was there to sell a plane, so he was apple polishing a bit. Anyhow, he had trudged out a second airplane, and he was talking up a storm about how it cost only a few pennies a day to fly it. Well, is that true? Well, I wasn't going to buy a pig and a poke, so I gave him several pennies, six cents, I believe it was. I told him to fill the tank with enough gas for a day's flying. Well, uh, was he able to fill the tank on six cents? That doesn't well, now, just as he started to fill the tank, he told me to look at some clouds to get used to them. So I wasn't able to watch him. Yes, well, then what happened? Well, then my instructor said most people thought a person had to have a lot of strength to handle a stick. Mm-hmm. That was nonsense. And then he had uh, had me give a yank at the stick. Well, it came right off, didn't it? That's right. And the stick had a lot of wires and things stuck to the bottom I of it. I suppose he kept right on explaining the benefits of owning an airplane to you. Yes, he did. He told me that a plane was a good thing to fly executives around and told me about the savings to a company. Well, do you own a company, Miss Lynn? No, I don't, uh, Mr. Elliott. That's why I finally decided against buying the airplane. It's silly to own a plane if you don't have executives to fly around. And I told the instructor so. Well, what was his reaction to that? Well, at first he didn't say anything, but then later on he knocked me down and taxied over me several times. Well, lives. thank you, Pauline, for apprising us of the benefits we derive from owning an airplane. Well, there's the... nothing beneficial about being run over. I know. And uh, thanks for being here with us today. All right. We'll have a word from an average person in just ten seconds. Person. Hello, everybody. I'm just an average person. And until tomorrow, this is Ray Gilding, reminding you all to write if you get work. Bob Elliott, reminding you to hang by your thumb. Lowell Thomas reports every shade of the nightly news on the CBS Radio Network. CBS Radio Network.